Hola, soy Miguel Matos González, coming to you again on Firme, Cuentos y Arte Podcast, for gente y todos. And I am so excited to introduce to you Las Traveling Comadres. Hello! Hi! Are you, how are you doing? Hola! Good! How are you? Thank you for having us! Yeah, thank you for joining. This is exciting. We appreciate this so much. Of course, of course. I really love what you two are doing out there in Tennessee. Seems pretty cool. But um, traveling comadres, yeah. Tell me, well, I guess for our guests that may not know what a comadre is, how would you define a comadre? What What's a comadre? Well, there's actually two translations. You know, there's always a literal translation, and then there's always a little bit of a cultural translation. Right, um, right. The literal translation of a comadre is a godmother, um, and kind of seen more in the Catholic religion. You know, um, if I were there as a godmother to baptize your your child, you know, as a friend or sister, then I would officially be your comadre in the family. Uh, oh, okay. And then I would, you know, take care of your child afterwards if, you know, anything were to happen or just be there as a support system. Um, okay. The and But then also the, the cultural thing is, is also someone you're very close to. So Linda and I have established a very close bond. And Comadres is also seen as a good friend that you talk a lot to. And sometimes it could even be silly stuff like gossip. Or mm -hmm. just, you know, that you really confide in them. Or you can have humor. We're kind of like an exterior uh, family, because you know how yeah. that we don't have family near us. So we right, right. have families now, like living close to each other. And we could relate to each other because we get each other's humor and we get to know each other's stories. Okay, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. So comadre can be like, not like a best friend, like just in the sense that you're my BFF, but a much closer deeper connection yeah yes yeah wow okay well that's pretty cool that's pretty that's cool what I, was, I was telling gabby i was like you know this is kind of cool like we've just gone through the corona pandemic and now oh, yeah. we've gone through and now and uh nashville we had the tornadoes oh and, my then gosh. We had, and then we had the storms I'm like, uh, Gabby, we can go through anything if we can go, you know, look through all this stuff. Right, right. Come on, 2020, bring it out. <laughs> it's only like July. <laughs> yeah. Have a few more months of surprises. <laughs> right, yeah. But y'all can y'all can stick it through. Yeah. I believe yeah. that. <laughs> it's actually brought us closer, I think. Yes. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. I've kinda I can say that with some of the friends that that I have here up in, in the Spokane area, you know, when you're hanging out with somebody or when you're putting up an art show, you talk and you, you hang out and you spend some time, but you're more focused on whatever it is that you're doing, you know? You're more focused on hanging the art or talking about the art. But then when you don't have that and you have quite literally just each other, looking right at each other, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, what else do you talk about? You talk about you, you talk about each other. And that's, you're right, you can really connect. I can, I can see that. For sure, for sure. That's so true. It, it's interesting how an art form will bring you together, but then you have that connection and then that's how you stay together. So. Oh, yeah. 
and the creative process. I think that's what, what, what's been fascinating about us right now is that mm -hmm. uh, the creation of this art form of storytelling right, has, right. has is kind of like, it kind of evolved. Mm -hmm. Right, I can see that from from what I remember and what you know, just kind of growing up with the the concept of a comadre is you're right. It's a lot of storytelling. It's a lot of stories, a lot of chisme, a lot of hey, guess what I just heard. <laughs> it's a lot of stories, a lot of talking, you know, a lot of communicating. But I mean, you're right. It could be storytelling too, right? But I think also too, though, it's also you. We may go through hard times, but mm -hmm. you put humor incorporated yeah. into the storytelling like there may be tragedy but of course you have to say some one-liners to make it funny, <laughs> you know like yeah this is a pandemic but guess what there's some other you know it could you can make it dark but instead with comadres you kind of try to make light of things yeah right it's a support system you have so. yeah no that's true that's true it, it changes things and that's, I think it changes for the good, you know? I think it changes for the good because you're absolutely right. It does bring people closer together. Um, in comadres and traveling comadres, I guess you could say, um, what's what kind of inspired the two of you to, to venture out and, and create this traveling comadres? Tell me a little bit more about, about that, what started it all. Well, Linda and I work at a school together, and okay. it's so diverse, and you wouldn't imagine that here in Tennessee. Um, wow. I know I came with my perception of what it would look like over here, but it turns mm -hmm. out the school that we are, um, there's kids from all over the globe. Um, you have about the minimum of 26 different languages that are spoken over here. Awesome. And that, yeah, it doesn't even include the native dialects. Um, and so it, it's just amazing that um, you met these kids and then you start to pay attention. Um, I know Linda and I just have this natural, you know, bond with kids at times. And I say that with humility. It's just that we kind of want to get to know them a lot. So we yeah. tend to talk to them a little bit more. Um, I'm a music teacher, so I have a little bit more time on that. I know Linda has this, um, she teaches EL, so she teaches okay. the English language learners. So she gets a lot of those in her classroom. Of course, that's her, her, her population. Right. Um, so kind of, uh, we get to know them, we get to know their hardships, we get to know their stories. And then we start realizing like, man, you realize their struggles and you just kind right. of want to help them out throughout this process. You want them to be successful because it took forever for them to get there. Then we started to kind of saying, well, we have these kids here. Mm -hmm. And then what do we have in our community? And yeah. so then we started to reach out and we started to notice like how many different people also have these hardships and, yeah. and they come through these things, but they're beautiful people, like their struggles, they turned them into something beautiful, you know? Right. And um, I'll let yeah. Linda... And then uh, Gabby was thinking, because first we were looking at the, she was looking at mariachi and okay. I said, Hey, Gabby, you know what? I think people would like to hear uh, 
we know a lot of artists outside of mariachi and she started like i guess the light bulb came into both of us we were like we do and oh, like okay people need to hear the stories of different artists and while there's all kinds of artists different types like a muralist or a mm -hmm. bartender to a, a fashion designer to a hairstylist i'm like we need to show uh educate people not only about hispanic cultures but other cultures and maybe do a colorful array of people and how important you know not i think what's important for us in our um in our in our research in this mm -hmm. is that we need to see educate Latinos, but also have other people educate us as much as we educate them. Like it's just an evolving back and forth kind right. of look into society and like what what beauty comes, you know, between all of us. And embrace the differences yeah. and at the same time see how similar we are. Because there's some traditions that's like, oh wow, that we have borrowed from other cultures and we don't even realize that. And yet at the same time, there's other stuff that we can learn from other cultures. No, you're absolutely right. It's just kind of like how cultures kind of kind of blend into each other and they evolve and they just kind of play a little bit off of each other and that's how they grow and develop. You're so right. I mean, it makes me think of like um, conjunto music from Texas, you know, mm -hmm. and the German influence True. to yeah. the Mexican style of music. Mm -hmm. and the polkas and you hear it and you're like wow you know actually there was one um one song that i remember from flaco jimenez he played it it was called um oh what's the name it's gonna come to me like in a week but watch <laughs> <laughs> yeah in heaven we don't drink beer because when i die my friends will drink it here <laughs> and like he sings it in english in spanish and in German. Wow. And he plays it in that that German polka beat. And I thought, wow, that I never really thought about it, you know? It never connected to me how the influence would be. Like you mentioned how people how they share with you, you share with them, how you evolve. And then I heard that song, you know, the other day, it made me think of it, and I was like, you know, you're right. Wow, that's that's pretty interesting. That's really interesting. And I was telling Gabby, um, mm -hmm. I come from, uh, it's kind of a unique background. I am mm -hmm. Mexican and Korean, which is not typical, right? And grew up in a military background. So I've always embraced the mixing cultures and learning and, right. and growing. And then when I, and I lived in, I was born in the Philippines and then grew up in Rota, Spain. And then when I came oh, wow. back, I was like, oh, this is not normal like oh like this is normal to be you know having <laughs> friends of different cultures and so right right i think i've always embraced them to be open-minded and gabby is also feel like she's in the same she like she likes that open-minded not yeah. to be oh, yeah. It's just insane. Um, living in South Texas, growing up in South Texas, right. um, I thought it was pretty cultured. You know, oh, I speak Spanglish. I'm awesome. You right. Know? <laughs> right. I came to Tennessee and it was an eye opener. It really oh, wow. was. I've been practicing way more Spanish here than in Texas. Oh, wow. I think I'm a little bit more fluent now. It's <laughs> exciting. And, 
Yeah, it, it's just wow. crazy. And then, of course, you learn greetings in other languages, too. You start learning a little bit of Arab, you know. Um, Arabic, Arabic, Kurdish. Yeah, and so wow. it, it, it's just really exciting. And, of course, all the different vernacular of the Latin countries that there are. And you really start to see the Latin countries. You don't see Mexico as the biggest country, you know, south anymore, of the right? anymore. Yeah, it's like, oh wow, there's so many different countries, and even within those little countries, you know, that we see them as smaller, um, there's so many differences within those as well. So, well, yeah, you're, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, because when I moved up to Spokane from Texas, you know, it, it there was a talk that I went to about. Guatemalan women uh-huh. and some of the struggles they have creating their own like textiles and things like that trying to trying to find a way to patent it to keep people from from taking their designs you know that's basically what it was talking about and one of the side things that kind of you know the conversation went went off to the side a little bit and I learned that in Guatemala they have 25 indigenous languages yes mm-hmm. and I was like it just it blew my mind to think wow 25 different indigenous languages but the only language that they teach in school is Spanish. Yeah. Those indigenous languages, they're all taught, you know, at home. Yeah. They're all taught from family to family. And that's where I can see where, where you're talking about, you know, being the traveling comadres and taking stories from the house, from the community and sharing it saying, well, look, this is the bigger history. There's so much that hasn't been documented in history yet. Yes. But I can see where the two of you will really bring that to light. And it seems like it's not just going to be, you know, that Mexican culture, like you said, it's going to be, it sounds like it's going to be pretty diverse. And I think it's kind of exciting. That's what I was telling Gabby was Uh that um, a lot of like our friends who grew up in, uh, we're second generation and now we're being Mm. educated. So how things have, uh, and I think that's what we want to keep is how people are still keeping Remember what I said in the saying that we have our roots in our veins, but we have uh, assimilated into the American cultures, but we still are embracing those cultures that we still want our other other generations to see. And I think that's what we want to see in our traveling comadres, like, hey, you know, and, you know, there may be a person that is Caucasian, but now with external families, has embraced those cultures also in their families too. So I feel like, you know, the beauty of these mixed cultures embrace maybe either through living in a place with different cultures or external families. I think that all brings people, like they're just different layers in people, not just one, you know, one person right no i totally i totally agree with that you're right and one of the things that that it makes me think of is how people today how people (laughs) self-identify because like you've got you know people that say well you know i'm i'm mexican-american or i'm i'm uh you know peruvian-american you know korean-mexican you know like 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 you and you know and people other people just say well i'm american like yeah but your name is Gutierrez or whatever (laughs) you know it's like so I mean where does your family come from and that just makes me wonder do they come from Mexico do they come from Spain quite literally I mean you never know and it's that heritage you're right the roots are in our blood it's it goes everywhere we go (laughs) you know so it's very much a part of us 
And I guess to piggyback off of both of what both of y'all were saying, um, the storytelling behind it, a lot of it, as you had mentioned before, it just wasn't documented. Mm -hmm. So the stories kind of died out. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, word of mouth maybe wasn't said or like, you know, there wasn't that, there was language barriers, so the story couldn't continue. And we're hoping yeah. to break a lot of those barriers and make sure that those stories, you know, live on. And mm -hmm. if possible, we can revive some that, you know, were left behind at the same time. No, and I love that. I love that, that, that concept because you're right. I mean, so much history happens in a family that, you know, if when, when a generation passes away it's like history gets lost you know how would you know those stories those family history stories if you didn't talk to your your parents or your grandparents stuff like that you know and and pass that along to kids that they would pass along to their future generations but no i like this idea of traveling comadres because it sounds like it's not just something like internal within the two of you and and, and family and connecting but it seems like you, you two are going to be reaching out to a lot of people you know, and just kind of connecting a lot of people. And then, wow, I can just see that taking off. <laughs> That's really going to be cool. We're excited. We, we, want, we really want people to just to hear and educate themselves to see. I think uh, we have noticed that uh, Latina women, I think we want to branch out and show mm -hmm. that there, we are a lot more diverse where we're, uh, we're educated and we don't right. have this stigma of what a latina woman is we want to see show that we are a much more in society mm -hmm. and show and show it through our storytelling yeah we we yeah. usually stereotype you know on the media how we well, look yeah or tv shows and we kind of want to say hey there's you know there's different types you know we can be that but we can be so much more at the same time right right no i love that that's so true and you know kind of like where the two of you are located right now how how is it i guess being latina in in tennessee in your area near nashville what is it like in in the community that you have is, is it a big community is it a does a community have a lot of a lot of visibility and presence or is it just kind of in the background i mean how is that where you you are um, that's a really good question. <laughs> it could, it's a combination. It really is. It's oh, a combination okay. on events. It's a combination on the time of year at times as well. Mm -hmm. You know, Cinco de Mayo, everyone's a, a you know, Latino, you know? Uh, <laughs> um, you know, all of a sudden. But then I, what I do like about Nashville is that I feel it more open-minded due okay. to the diversity that there is. Um, and I have to say with help of you know, even like Disney bringing out Coco, everyone's like, oh my goodness, this is so exciting. Right, right. And, and I brought that up because just this past fall, the symphony ended up doing music and movies and Coco was one of the movies that came oh, out. Oh, wow. And, and I got, uh, Linda was there with me and it was crazy because, you know, the symphony's playing along with the background and, you know, in Coco, the most exciting thing was when the, the Disney theme came out and it was right, it right. into like mariachi type of music in the background when they did right. that. As soon as the orchestra started that, I was in tears because I wow, couldn't believe yeah. it. I couldn't believe it that here in Nashville, this was happening. 
Music City USA, and out of all music things that were chosen, it was something, you know, from our culture. A part of your heritage, right? Yeah. Oh, and it, that's and it awesome. was beautiful. So I see that. Now, I won't say like traveling outwards, you see a little right. less of that. So it, yeah. it's kind of weird depending where I travel in Tennessee. Sometimes I'm scared to walk in. Um, <laughs> yeah, sometimes yeah. I know that my, my skin color is a few shades darker than others. And yeah. so there are times where I'm a little bit wary of that. But I think it's a beautiful diversity here in Nashville where it's more accepted. I've been here for 13 years. So I think we are becoming very more progressive. Uh, yeah. And uh, I've worked with the mayors uh, politically and it's kind of you know I try to be part of it plus uh, I do by like Flocorico and I oh, think wow. that's, that's what's really great is that I want our students to I've always been that person like I guess that comes from my father being in the military like just don't stay somewhere I think about educating our kids and you know like hey travel go see other places don't get stuck in one place go to those right. places like Gabby says, and show, you know what, here, hey, guess what, this is, this culture, this dancing, the music of mariachi is beautiful, and guess what, people become more, I guess that's the beauty of, uh, of music and dancing, is that it becomes a bridge, and they, and people are like, oh, wow, this is here in Tennessee, yes, guess what, oh, wow, um, yeah, and so we traveled to Memphis, we've traveled to, uh, Dollywood and perform with Dollywood and to show that guess what we we have this culture and guess and it's a beautiful thing mm -hmm. and 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 I think that's the beauty of art is mm -hmm. that it does bring light into hey there are these beautiful sounds and and costumes and and let's let's learn about it yeah and and I yeah, guess yeah. To, to kind of add on to that, it's kind of crazy because Linda and I, um, you could see us as the rebels. Um, <laughs> we are the only ones, I want to say, in the state of Tennessee that have a ballet procorico at our school and a mariachi at our school. So, oh my gosh, wow. So, so yeah, we are kind of breaking those barriers. Uh, breaking the barriers, breaking the mold. <laughs> yeah, we're breaking like, we're some noise. <laughs> yeah, so we're like, watch out because we're coming for y'all. <laughs> oh, that's good, yo. As Gabby had pointed out, I guess I, I've been doing ballet Rico for, like I said, uh, yeah. for a while. And then she's like, guess what? You guys are performing at a pep rally. And I'm like, what? Like, that's huge. And I was like, oh yeah, we did perform for a pep rally. Like, she's like, you, can you can you imagine? We are the first probably in Tennessee to have a ballet Rico perform and to sponsor this. And I was like, oh, that's historical. And then I had to tell that is. And I had to tell the students like, hey, you guys are part of history. You know, Miss Flint yeah. brought this up and they were like, we are? You know, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and so I think that's where we need to travel and show people like, hey, this is not yeah. only happening in Nashville, but it's happening around everywhere. Right. And this is where, and again, I love this is the concept of traveling comadres because it's not just where you are in Nashville that you're making changes but people from other parts of the country are gonna see where you're making changes. And then vice versa, you're gonna see what they're doing, for example, up here in Washington. Then you're gonna see what they're doing in New Hampshire and Rhode Island and on and on. And, you know, that's just one of those things about 
and I'll, I'll say it that, that technology has really connected us as gente. It's really connected us. And it's something that's changing the way, I mean, like the way we're talking now, we're communicating by, you know, by technology right now. You're in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm in Spokane, Washington. We're several time zones apart, but we're having a conversation, you know, <laughs> and we're learning and we're exchanging. And that's, that's what I mean. When it comes to technology, how, how do you see, you know, technology making a change with our, our heritage, our community? And this, I was telling Gabby that I think this is where we went with the Traveling Comadres yeah. is that we want to show the culture and show the beauty of it, but at the same time that we still need to keep things uh, in Spanish, it's Sagrada, sacred, and uh, mm. respect certain things that we, we, we don't want to make sure that it's not commercialized right. and like, you know, that we still have things that know that certain things that we just need to make sure that are respected and yeah. sacred and you know and respect that part of it too yes we want to show certain things and show about people and their stories but at the mm -hmm. same time respect things that are sacred yeah yeah, yeah I, I can see that yeah definitely and you're right it's a matter of exchanging and and sharing history but I mean there are some things that you're right that, that we are entitled to to share amongst ourselves for our own cultural preservation for our own history you know and it kind of goes into that that thing of sharing with with i guess with non latino latina people but it, it's that whole concept of, of cultural appreciation versus cultural appropriation you know they think that they're having fun with with some things and they don't realize that, hey, that can be kind of offensive, man. That's not too cool. Yeah, but it's yeah. a different story when they come in and they say, well, teach me. Explain to me. Why do you do this the way you do? And they ask those questions not to be, you know, demeaning or anything, but they ask those questions because they're genuinely interested. And I think a program like Traveling Comadres would give that, that opportunity to answer those questions or even questions they didn't even know they could ask that mm. they know would be appropriate to ask, you know. So I think yeah. it would educate a lot of non-gente about what we do and why we do, you know? And sometimes even educate gente too. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes too, you know, like people, I was, uh, I was speaking yeah. to one of my sorority sisters and she was like, there's Latinos in Nashville? <laughs> You know, <laughs> like there's gente, you know, there's gente doesn't, like if you haven't left an area, right, you don't know. Right. That, what, you know, where, where we're making a difference and it's not just in where we, you know, from Texas, where Gabby's from or California, where I'm from. Guess what? There's gente everywhere and, yeah. you know, the beauty and then how the gente has influenced other people too, like just non, non gente. So I think that's a huge thing to show and and embrace and yeah. And yeah. there's a lot of people who want to share their stories. They've just never been asked the story. And you'll be yeah. surprised how open and welcoming people can be at times. No, that's true. That's true. You're right. I mean, and who knows? These people that that may have some amazing stories that would just take your breath away. And then other people that's like, 
it doesn't have to be some wild crazy story like oh my family founded this and that and we invented the post-it or whatever <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be something crazy like that but you know it's just we hear the stories of these families and you're thinking wow that's that's history that nobody would ever know existed until we ask and there's people in Nashville that want to help. I had a, a uh -huh. friend, her name is Gigi, and she is part, I'm kind of one of those people that like, I'm a teacher, but I've always done externships every summer because okay. I just never, you never know. Like I always think like, hey, you should, and how am I going to teach the business world to these kids if I've never worked in the business world? And um, she was part of the Parthenon, which is this beautiful Athenian um, uh, architecture. Mm -hmm. And because uh, Nashville's called the Athena of the South. Oh, wow. Uh, Athens, I'm sorry, the Athens of the South. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. Well, that's and, cool. I never um, know that. Wow. Yes. And so she's the one that taught me. And she was telling me, hey, we need to do things, you know, to help the Hispanic culture. And she's not Hispanic. And so, like, I think that's what the sweet part about Nashville is that, guess what? You know, let's be progressive within our all the different cultures in Nashville. No, you're right, you're right. And it's that cultural collaboration that, you know, really shapes and helps people learn. And it breaks a lot of barriers too. A lot of barriers of, of, of well, I'll just say it, a lot of barriers of racism, a lot of barriers of not understanding and not knowing. And it's not because somebody has a, a focused, unkind thought of, of who you are or what they think you are. It's just because they don't know. And until they learn through something like, like like traveling comadres, they hear the stories, you know, they see where you go, they see the people that you talk to. And like you said, they can connect and realize like, wow, that's just like my family. And we're Irish American. We went through the same struggles, you know, when my parents came here and blah, 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 blah. You know, that's, no, that's great. That's amazing because you're right. We're not that dissimilar, really. We just, it's just, We've come from different directions. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You know, we come from different, I think so. And we're just yeah. trying to unite us once again, you know? And I think during these times, more than anything, we need all that. We need to be united. Yeah, no, that's so very true. Um, who, I guess as far as other artists, other creatives, who inspires you to do what you do at Traveling Comadres? several artists that we we've come across um i i love the creative artists the, those who actually you know uh build stuff and do little trinkets there's oh, this yeah. great artist um in san antonio uh her name um she goes under so bonita s-e-w bonita um oh yeah i've heard of her oh she's great and she has a passion for plants too so <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's when, you, when you get to know these people more than just um this is all I do. You get to know who the person is at the same time. And I think that's what I love about, as you say, gente, like these are people, these are my people. Yeah. So it, it could be a different culture, but it's like people, you know, so that you yeah. feel close to. Um, we have several people at the same time here that we follow, local artists that have branched out, done a little bit more Latin stuff. Um, you know, so so we have some music artists, but like we said, we're in different places. I know Linda loves this one culinary artist. His oh, name yeah. is uh, Marcus Samuelson. Uh, I was telling Gabby, I'm like, let's. I'm like, you need to look into uh, Marcus Samuelson. He is an Ethiopian uh, uh, person. He's a chef, 
and but lived in Europe and then went to uh, uh, made restaurants in uh, Brooklyn. And his story is so fascinating. And when he did his show, Passport Not Required, I told her this is very much like our our show of telling the stories of people in the communities. And I love his style. He's uh, very funny and but also talks to people in the in their communities and tells their immigrant stories or you know non-immigrants. Right, and, right. And what how has that community changed? Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. And I can see that. And again, this is where you're saying how so many of us were so similar and you're absolutely right. I'm seeing it more and more. And exactly with what, you know, Traveling Comadres is, is preparing what the two of you are going to be doing. You know, it's, it is, it's taking that history of so many people. Wow. I love exactly what you're doing. It's great. How, how do you plan on, um, sharing traveling comadres to instagram will you post on instagram or other social media uh, yeah we'll, we'll have uh different platforms we are going to start off on instagram so um right now we're in the process of editing stuff to start off our stories right. uh, so on instagram we're hoping you can see a visual aspect of it like here's some pictures of the person we interviewed here's this here's that here's the location here's their upbringing uh, some pictures about us, because I guess you got to know about us crazy locas, about, <laughs> right. you know? Um, right, right. And, and that way you can also have links because to our podcast, which eventually will be on Spotify, we're hoping by uh, probably mid-July, we're going to start uploading some of that stuff. Right, uh, right. You can find us on Instagram. That should be up and running in the first week of July. Um, and that'll be the Traveling Comadres on Instagram. So and we cool. can also view the links so then that way you can have them. Oh yeah, we'll totally share them for sure. Because we really got to share what you, what you two are doing. <laughs> Thank you. Oh yeah, yeah. Gosh, yeah, this is pretty interesting. And it's, it's really cool how you mentioned people that are, you know, of different heritage and different backgrounds and the different languages that you hear at yeah. the schools where you're from. And it just, you're right. It just makes me think of, of being here in Spokane where, you know, I've heard different different dialects of Spanish you know and it's been really interesting to to be exposed to that to be around that so yeah no I can I can totally get with what you're saying and it's so true how as a community we really just come together mm -hmm. and yeah. it changes too I think mm -hmm. uh, that's a nice thing about the US is that things don't stay I think that's what makes us uh, a very fruitful country is that we don't stay stagnant we progress and we I mean one place could have been one thing right and you know like I said it's this is you know Nashville is country music but what the beauty as its roots of this Athens of the South it's not only country music it is now a different types of music such as Gabby and Pariachi and Ballet Flocorico, you know, is now in Nashville. Now a multicultural Nashville. And it's so neat that you pointed that about the U.S., how it's constantly evolving. I know throughout yeah. the world, we're, we're probably seeing, we're probably seen as the teenagers of the, the countries <laughs> of the world. You yeah, know? we're the kids. Like, yeah, we're still the kids, but because yeah. of that, I, I find it so amazing because it's like, yeah, we're still learning and we're still evolving. And, you know, we're, we're doing all this right now. Just imagine later on, 
you know, when we're still growing up. We're in our teenage years right now, but we the rebellious years. Uh, yeah, the rebellious years. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some of it's good, some of it's bad. But <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I mean, <laughs> but, that, but but let's uh, let's see the beauty and what it's gonna become. Yeah, right. That's what I'm excited about. Like, hey, we are progressing, and we are, and there's so much innovation that's still out out there for us. Yeah, there's still so much. Yeah. Growth. Right. No, and you're right. You're right. You know, it's it's those those ups and downs, those those good times and those bad times. But you know, without the downs and without the bad times, how would you appreciate those good times? Exactly. You know, so I see what you mean. No, that's so true. That's true. Now, um, as far as as again getting back to Instagram and technology, um, who are some some other people that that you follow? Anybody particular on Instagram that we should know that maybe we should share about? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I have a. Sorry, I I kind of sidetracked. <laughs> okay. so, um, all right. There are, good. there are some artists that I do like. Um, so local artists here, um, Alice in Brazil. It's wonderful. She she is a Spanish teacher and artist, and she has like this Louisiana soul with Spanish vibe music oh, wow. going on at the same time. Uh, I love another one that's called Stephanie Urbina Jones. She actually is from Texas, and it's amazing how many Texans I've met over here in Tennessee that I would have never met in Texas. Um, oh, wow. That is amazing. I, <laughs> what I love about her is that she is a country artist, and but she's fusing mariachi music with honky-tonk. So it's oh, like wow. country music with red chili peppers, as she says. And so this lady, because of that, of her belief of like the heritage and fusing like two things, which I find appropriate, country music is the folk music of America and my right. music is the folk music of Mexico and you just combine it together. This lady has performed already at the Grand Ole Opry and, and oh, so wow. she's been invited three times to come. It's like, so she's seen as one of those stars already there. Wow. Just because of this, her vision on that. Um, and a beautiful soul at the same time. Um, we have, uh, I'm sorry, I have to mention one more mariachi person. <laughs> That's <laughs> okay, no, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> this one is special to me. Uh, this is Sebastian de la Cruz. I met him when he was probably nine years old. He has just graduated high school. And why he's so special to me is not only because he was so professional at a young age, he was on America's Got Talent. Uh, he, he went under all these trials and then one fateful day, he was asked uh, by the San Antonio Spurs to sing the national anthem. Um, but this time it was at, a, at an, a playoff game. So it was the entire US watching it. He did his usual oh, wow. thing, great job. But he was dressed in a mariachi outfit and he got so many racial tweets after that because he was dressed like that. Right. And after that, Ivan Longoria went with ESPN, they partnered up and they did a special on Gosu's Esting Go and how he overcame all that. And it's just amazing wow. how professional, how, um, how grown up and mature he was. Like, I, I know some kids would not handle conflict the way he did, <laughs> you know? And yeah, so. Yeah. So that that was just special for me, and he keeps on going, and and he's evolving as well in his music. So it's not just mariachi anymore; he's evolving into other genres. Um, but yeah, there's there's other artists like the the poet Denise Forham. Uh, she is a Puerto Rican poet, amazing, oh, wow. you know, amazing woman, and she has this great dialogue about accents. Uh, so I'll send you the link to that one. That one's really fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
I know. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> we are in love, and I'm sure you've heard of him. We're in love with Mario Aguilar, which does great parodies of like the Latin. <laughs> life. Um, so he, I don't know how the genius came up with this, but I I always look forward to every video. I know Linda and I go back and forth sharing, you know, Facebook videos and links of him all the time. Right, he's like Michael Madre, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. So yeah, those are those are a few of them. Um, I I know that uh, there's a writer that you like, Gary Soto. Gary Soto and his writing and his writing form. Um, I just think once again it's that humor with literature. Um, I also mm. uh, the group uh, Unidos. They used to be the National Council La Raza, but they have now changed to Unite uh, Gente, and it's okay. called. Needles, um, and I was very fortunate. Uh, I went with a competition with some students who were English language learners. They had or oh, they had only been in the country for three years, and we did this wow. competition, and it was really fascinating. Uh, that the you know they it was a very new to the group to see that EL kids do make a difference and. Because usually uh, the National Council of Raza was a very Chicano-based second, third generation. Right, right. But now, you know, we need to embrace, you know, newcomers and educate. Because guess what? They are also going to become, you know, they get they're going to get documented and and they're going to get uh, educated, and they are going to be a voice. So they changed now their uh, program to the Unidos, which is a great to us that we love that it's. We're all united. No, and you're absolutely right. And that's where, you know, in the whole self-identity, as you mentioned, being Chicano, personally, I self-identify as a Chicano artist. That's just me. But, you know, I can see where people would say, well, no, I'm I'm not Chicano. I'm, I'm you know, I'm Afro-Latina or, you know, just they've got so much diversity in it. And you're right. And, you know, to call somebody a Latino, Latina or Latinx, it's kind of hard to to put one one big hat on you know you really can't because we we do have our little cultures that are different in, in so many ways you know being mexican peruvian argentinian yeah you know but i think as for right now um in order to make a voice we do need to be united and yeah. so yes we do have these differences but with these differences we are also united making a difference in this country yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, like you're putting a piece a piece of a puzzle together, you know, we all right. make this great masterpiece, but you know, yeah, you're still individual. We still need that piece right there, you know, yeah. that does make you, you know, unique, but together we make this great masterpiece. You're right. You're right. And it's true. We got to hold on to our individual heritage and our roots, but you're right. You know, once we can kind of, you know, change gears a little bit and, and lock arms and say, yeah, we're, we're one bigger family. Yeah. You know, we're, we're a bigger, a bigger, stronger voice together. And then within that, you're right, we should still celebrate our own individual heritage and our own backgrounds and, and how we choose to self-express too. You know, and that's where I can see something like Traveling Comadres going out and, and talking with these people that self-identify as, you know, you know, their own unique little micro culture and their own little community and just kind of coming out boom you know putting them on the stage so to speak <laughs> you know yes 
and just like you said, and showing how how yeah, you know, we have our different ways of saying things, our different culture, different you know kinds of food and stuff like that, which is it's it's great, it's beautiful, but ultimately we're one big family, you know, kind of, and it's that big picture. Yeah, and I think that's what we need to show the world that you know sometimes in families yeah we have some disagreements and. And yeah. sometimes, you know, we have these differences, but in the end, the U.S. we're we're a familia, right? We are. Yeah. We want things better for our families. We want for young, better for our, our younger generations. And I think with mm-hmm. the Chavo mothers, we can show, hey, with these stories, how are we as familias going to make a difference? Right. How we're how we're making a difference right now? Yeah. <laughs> how we're actually making a difference, how you're making a difference and bringing these stories to light. It's these family histories that would otherwise never, never get written down because then we're, we're busy living our lives. We're not writing it down. Wow. But I can see with what you're doing is you're bringing those, those, those hidden stories out into center stage and kind of sharing it with everybody else. And, and I can see we're non gente, you know, people, of other backgrounds, they they'll see. Wow, that's that's not so different from the way my grandparents grew up. And well, that's the way my parents raised me, just like that. You know, same the values are the same. Like you said, everybody wants the best for their families. Yeah, I can totally see that. So yeah, okay, cool. Well, it was really awesome having traveling comadres here on Firme. It's so much fun getting to know you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having us. We're excited. Yes. Thank you. Yes, yes. So we'll get ready. We'll we'll introduce the world to traveling comadres, and we're going to put up some links. We're going to go ahead and and share with you how you can get in touch with them, and and get your stories out there, people. Yeah. Join traveling comadres. Let's share our <laughs> stories. What's your story? That's right. You have it, gente. Las Traveling Comadres coming to you on their very own podcast and their very own Instagram. I encourage you to follow them, like them, subscribe them, share them, <laughs> spread the word to document our, our amazing history that's changing every day and everything that we're doing to navigate through this crazy world. Las Traveling Comadres are here to write it down, get your story heard, and uh, yeah, thank you for joining us. Bueno. <laughs>